FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How's it going? Good. It's good to, good to have you on the show. Thanks. So. It's good to have me on my own show. Thank you. Yes. What a, allow myself to introduce myself. Uh, okay. So, uh, yes, obviously with Abdul running for mayor, we will now have what I describe as a cavalcade of uh, guest hosts until he decides to either win or come back to us. Uh, so you, a little background on you. You ran for Congress in 2020 in the 5th Congressional District. You are a pastor at Life Church. You are a regular advocate for good government and conservative policies, and you may run for something uh, here in the very near future. Future. Did I capture your biography in 30 seconds or less? Uh, I think that's good. I, I need to have you come on the road with me so you can uh, give me do that o- opening anywhere I uh, speak. Well, so. I'm a real wordsmith. <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, aware of that. And, you're uh, pro. So, you're uh, pro. of course, last week we had Jim Merritt. Uh, he'll be back with us again soon. But in the meantime, time let's talk about some of the big events going on at the state house and we'll start back with was something in your wheelhouse oh i think i left off probably the one of the most important parts about your public life at least you are on the hamilton county library board <laughs> that's right i uh, got appointed a few months ago and by the hamilton county council they had two appointments that you have to fill on the the public library board. did you lose a bet to have to do that <laughs> Uh, no, it's unfortunately, I think it's just the calling on my life to go and uh, do things that aren't fun. So, Because uh. like one time I had to be on the Hendricks County Solid Waste Board <laughs> because literally no one else on the Brownsburg Town Council, each town board had to have someone on the thing and literally no one else would do it. And so I had to go do it. Was that the way it was with you? I mean, the the library board seems about as bad as the solid waste board. Well, you know, it's it's actually uh, there was actually a pretty big battle for people who were trying to get into that position, and 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 like you had to compete against other yeah, people. There, there certainly, yeah, there was a, there was a long list of people that the, they were petitioning themselves or certain people that they wanted to get on the board. And I think it it highlights the battle, the real battle that we're seeing all across this country. It's for the hearts and minds of the next generation. And so the the county council uh, came to me and they said, you know, hey, we want to, you know, put you on there if if you're willing to do it so that because we know that you'll make sure that inappropriate content stays out of the hands of minors. I mean, that's really the whole reason I'm there is to make sure that we get pornography sexually inappropriate content um you know marxism stuff like i mean if you walk through the hamilton county library uh there it's easy to see that there's an agenda i mean you can it's a anti-police blm there is a push of sex uh sexuality um in the hands of i'm talking kids like six seven eight year olds and and so i've seen that in the library myself personally we have other uh, patrons that have called me specifically and said here here's some of the books that my kid just stumbled across while they were walking the the aisles of the kids section so the county council just said hey would you go in and you know help be a force for just you know not banning books and that's the that's the thing the left will say all the time you want to ban books you're a you're a nazi book burner and and uh and and we're not doing that we're just moving inappropriate books that that we see as not 
not eligible to be in the hands of kids, we just move them to the adult section. And if mom and dad still want to check out the book for the kid, they can. There's no no one stopping them. So we're not banning books, but we're just saying, hey, this shouldn't be a this shouldn't be content that a kid stumbles across. Uh, when they're just walking the the kids section. All right, so I mention all of this because there is now a bill, and uh, we cite our friends at the Indiana Capital Chronicle uh, as the source on this story, Casey Smith, with the piece about uh, a bill that would apparently target quote harmful library materials for minors at the Indiana State House. Care apparently this is a uh, bill that is now very controversial. Jim Tomes of Wadesville is the author. What do you know about this bill and how would this affect your high profile job at the library board? Well, so this is going to target primarily the school. So Jim Tomes has, has um, it's, it's SB 12, I believe is his bill. And, and so what this is, what this has been, this has been a, a battle for the last few years. I know last year he had a, he had the same bill that was brought up, um, but it was shot down very early on and it would, it would make sure that pornography and inappropriate content more so in, in, in public schools, I'm not sure how it's going to play out to the, to the public libraries, like, like I, like the board I sit on, but in the public schools, there's a, there's also a real battle going on with, uh, inappropriate content falling in the hands of minors as well. So all this would do is say, Hey, we want to make sure that, you know, parents are informed yeah, you're, and you're right. It is school. It is school libraries. Yeah, yep. So, so it would, it would basically make sure that, Hey, parents have to be informed if there's going to be anything that is deemed inappropriate before it's in the hands of the child. So it's not that you can't teach on, on subjects, it's that parents have to give their consent for their child, and then it's again. It's, Why would anyone object to that? Why is this controversial? Because I think the battle really is is the you have this ideological line that's been drawn where the the left thinks that the government knows better than the parents, and they have a real agenda to push kids down that path of secular progressivism. And 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 when parents stand up and say we don't want this, they say how dare you, parent? You don't know better than we, the government. And so again, I I will I will remind everybody listen that teachers, public school teachers, while the majority of them are very good, they are still government employees. Yeah. It's the same thing as police officers. While most of them are very good, they are still government employees. We hold them accountable. We say, hey, you're here to serve us, the community, not the other way around. But in schools, there is an ideological battle going on that says, no, the, the parent should serve the interest of the state, not the other way around. And that's and that's why parents are rising up all over the country. You look at what Ron DeSantis is doing down in Florida right now. He's got a bill very similar. He's pushing a bill that would do this as well, that would get this pornography crap out of schools. And he's taking, you know, heat from MSNBC and Al Sharpton and you know, and all the all the left, and it's because it's because the ideological lines are who gets to own essentially, quote unquote, own the child. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love Freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. So that really dovetails into our next topic and kind of the meat of today's show, which is that it appears once again... Republicans are going to cave to the angry red-shirted uh, teachers and 
It appears, at least for now, the anti-critical race theory bill is once again dead. We saw this. It was Senate Bill 836. Jeff uh, Ratz of Richmond. R- yeah, Ratz. R- Ratz. Ratz, I'm sorry. Yes, was the uh, was the author. And uh, this died last year. And now it appears to be dead again. Now, help me out with this, Micah, because, you know, this is stuff that's kind of in your wheelhouse. I keep getting told by the public education system we aren't teaching critical race theory, yet they seem very set on making sure that bills that say you can't teach critical race theory do not pass. These two things do not compute. So, yeah, it's like, why why are they fighting this so hard on the left? If there's really no critical race theory in the classroom, like they say, then what's the problem, right? Like, But you put a bill like this out there and they, they lose their minds over it because they know that there's critical race theory being taught in the public schools. They just don't want you, the parent, to wake up. And so that's that's what's going on here. Now, I know Senator Rotz, Jeff Rotz, he's over in Richmond. He's a great guy, loves the Lord, solid believer. Uh, here's the Is there anyone you don't like? <laughs> I, I can separate people's politics from their, from their person. I was going to yeah. ask that because you're so nice about everyone, and yet these people keep kind of doing things that don't really line up with your uh, okay, great, beliefs. Okay, great example. Jimmy Carter loves the Lord. He's a solid believer. He's going to be in heaven someday. He's a brother in Christ. Terrible president. Terrible president. Just because somebody is a solid believer or Christian doesn't mean that they're good at being a public officer. Uh, so you can, I can call out Jimmy Carter all day long on his, you know, failed policies of the seven late seventies, and and not say, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing him as a as a person. I'm saying, hey, your policies were terrible, and we saw the effects of really bad, you know, Democrats. I, f- I find your calmness and chipper demeanor inspiring <laughs> because, Micah, when these things happen with me, there's like a almost like a rage that bubbles and it just like you know in the cartoon where the steam comes coming out of the character's <laughs> the head ears, yeah yeah and yet yeah. you're just very nice about it all well put it in perspective so uh at the end of uh, all of this and by all of this i mean you know when the lord comes back and we win you know what i mean i think right. i think it's it, it when you have that perspective you don't come in thinking oh my gosh like the left is a threat, I, and and we're fighting for our very existence. No, it, they are they are threatening to the American way of life, but they're not threatening to God's plans and God's way of life. Even though God has called us to go into this battle, we know that you know you come at it from a place of victory. And like, listen, I know, I know, my God, I know Christ has done everything He needs to do for victory to happen. So, so we win. Now I just got to go and, and take that victory into every place I go. So that helps. But I'll, I'll say too. I mean, there are times where I get mad. I mean, it, there's a righteous anger. I've that, never seen you get mad. <laughs> I've known you for years now, and I've never, I've never seen you get. No, mad. no, I, I get, I get worked up. Sometimes. It's just like a Ned Flanders mad, where it's it like, just, it oh, just, gee, gee, Whitakers, and then, <laughs> and then you've suppressed it for 25 years, and finally it just comes out as I kill somebody. You're gonna be. And I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, just have someone supervise it's you like, for a long period of time. How did Micah get a trident? He killed a guy with a trident. Now, where did that come from? So, <laughs> uh, okay. So here is the here is the question for you though. Yeah. Why do Republicans keep? I mean, Indiana Capital Chronicle describes this as the bill states teachers could not quote compel, promote, or indoctrinate the belief that one race is superior or inferior to another. Why would Republicans give in on that? 
because it's rural Republicans in districts where this has not been a problem that are telling guys like Senator Rotz, we don't need this. We don't need it. It's not it's not in our communities. And I actually I actually believe that there are some communities in Indiana where the communities are still very, very strong, you know, family values, you know, God country kind of type communities around Indiana. They're the rural communities, though. What I say to those representatives and those senators, though, I say, listen, you have to look 10 years down the road. Stop looking right here and now because what is happening in Hamilton County, in the Carmels, in the HSCs, in the Noblesville schools is coming to your communities. It's only a matter of time. It's kind of like in uh, in Lord of the Rings, right? You have Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> you have you have the hobbits, right? They're living in this beautiful land called the Shire, and none of them want to see this evil that's going to that's going to overtake their world. Uh, in in a matter of just you know a few short you know days, but they just they're naive and they like living in this na- naivety, and so so I, I I think it's the same thing. There are people though that are looking out and they're saying, wow, there's a there's an evil that's going to overtake our communities if we don't stop it now. That's the problem we're up against with these rural re- uh, representatives, these senators. They're they're being told by their school boards and by uh, people in their community, hey, we don't need this. There's nothing like this happening in our schools and. And they're probably right, to be honest with you. But what I say is, you guys have to—you guys have to be visionaries. Stop being reactive and start being proactive, and put in the guardrails so that this does not happen anywhere else in our state. But normally, Republicans wait until the problem has already destroyed everything, and then they say, "Oh, geez, what well, do, what yeah, do we do?" No, and this is—and this is—and the reason, like, it's what I'm going through in Brownsburg right now, where they have this DEI officer against immense community opposition. They hire this DEI officer. They hire a person who a seven-second Google search would show what a divisive person this is. This is like the last person you, you should be hiring if real diversity, equity, inclusion is your goal. That person doesn't work out within, I guess, months. The person just disappears. <laughs> then, you know, a year later, the superintendent gets asked, hey, what happened to that person <laughs> and that job? Uh, yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, that job's not coming back. Okay, cool. At least we found something we can all agree on. And then, because, well, you know, Mike, I have birdies everywhere. Yep. Little birdie sends me a document that shows, yeah, they're bringing the DEI officer back, but they're going to do it under the guise of, of a position known as director of student learning, and you got to read into the job description. And then, because, of course, you know, I have a few followers. I mean, not many, but a few. I put it out there, and a bunch of parents get upset. You're, the, the you're superintendent, very influential. The superintendent gets asked at the school board meeting about it by a bunch of parents, and his response is, no, the DEI officer is not coming back, but every school employee now has a DEI component, you know, to their job, and uh, people are who are just – there's people just on social media putting things out and they're just dividing the community and I have to wave from the back of the <laughs> back of the meeting. Uh, but it, the point is like these school systems are just so deceptive yeah. and non-transparent on how they go about things and these Republicans keep giving in to them. The Republicans and this is true for a lot of Christians too. So I they they tend to always see the best in people and give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's one of the greatest strengths of the of the the followers of of Christ, but I think it's also one of the greatest weaknesses as well. And same thing for Republicans. I think they tend to want to see the best in people and 
And, you know, we, we say, you know, America's a great nation. This is a melting pot. We've got a lot of diversity. We celebrate that diversity. And you know, no one's going to take advantage of that. They should, like, they're, they all think like we do. Like, they all represent, you know, goodness and, and, and kind-heartedness at the, at the end of the day. But then, but then you wake up one day, you're like, what, what happened? How did all these people take over? It's, it's all propaganda. I mean, they, they're, they're the, the left is the, the art, they're artists in propaganda. They know how to change words and meanings of words to get and accomplish their mission. And that's what they're doing here. DEI has become a politically hot topic. They don't want it. So all they do is say, we're just going to rename it something else. And they get it in that, that way. So they, they are masters of of the propaganda. Uh, Rob Kendall with Micah Beckwith. The program is Statehouse Happening. It's a weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. So I would ask you this question because, again, you are the universal team builder and uh, guy that everybody wants to hug and say how glad they are to see. And, of course, well, no one down at 200 West Washington likes me, so I'm I'm out of this equation. What else can be done? Because I always hear, Rob, you're too mean to these Republicans. Rob, you shouldn't uh, describe it like that. Rob, you shouldn't use your big boy voice when it comes to the Republicans. They keep not doing the things that they should be doing. What should, what, 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 because you have advised me on more than one occasion to not go the public shaming route. So <laughs> what, what? There is certainly a time and a place to shame public officials. I, even as a as a pastor and a Christian, I mean that that happened. Even Jesus did that. I mean, he called out public officials and leaders of the community, the Pharisees, the the Sadducees. I mean, they they were they were called out publicly because they were in public leadership positions. I always say to public officials, I say, listen, you're a public official. You should be okay with being called out publicly because a lot of them will say well you should do it privately Micah no I'm no if you were a private citizen I would do it privately but you're a public official sometimes it needs to happen publicly so there is a there is a, certainly a time and a place to shame uh leaders publicly and even our founding fathers knew that they if you if you read the writings of Madison if uh if you go back to the Federalist Papers uh even Madison mentions that in in the Federalist Papers there is a there's a time and a place to shame the 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 public officials into doing what's right. So I, I always say though, uh, you, you know, be very you're, you're shooting arrows when you shame somebody. You're, you're shooting these you know proverbial arrows at them. Make sure you're shooting them at the right targets because if you shoot them at the wrong targets, they're going to come back and probably hit you. And and I, that's kind of a spiritual pers- a picture. I mean, God God will you know sometimes take those weapons and he'll turn them around and they'll come back on the people who shot them if you're shooting them at the wrong target. So so you just have to be careful with that. And I think you're doing a great job, Rob. I think you speak truth. I think you call people out and you do it in a way that that can can really rile up the masses and that's a good thing sometimes. I just say, you know, make sure that when you when you call people out, you're you're shooting the arrows at the right places. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So what should I do here? I mean, what 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 else is there to do? I mean, this just this keeps happening and we know what's going on in the public school system. We know the deceptive behavior. These lawmakers have to know the the deceptive behavior, and yet they keep siding with the angry red-shirted teachers. Look, I'm out on this equation, right? Because I have waved for the overwhelming majority of the Republican Party. Bye-bye to that a long time ago. Now, as your good friend, Daniel Elliott, the state treasurer, uh, told me, and you were a witness to this, I believe, uh, that I am a Republican in good standing, nana, 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 uh, (laughs) as I keep uh, showing up and finding at least one Republican in a primary that I can hold my nose and vote for. So I'm still a part of the uh, 
the club, and I'm like Rodney Dangerfield in Caddyshack. Uh, the only reason I'm here is maybe I'll buy this place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 What should these? I mean, what is there to do? Well, I think you're doing what's right. I think you're calling them out. Listen, um, John eight thirty two says they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. So, your job, and this is what I think God has equipped you to do, is to is to speak out truth. Now, I don't. I say that full well knowing we're not perfect individuals yourself myself i mean nobody's perfect in 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 getting it right all the time so you have to be you just have to make sure that when you speak you're actually speaking the truth but to that point the left and those who want to do uh just kind of the they want to destroy the system and destroy what the the beauties of the american dream that we have here and our principles they want to do it in secrecy they hate hate the sunlight they hate being exposed and so what you got to do is just bring that light and say hey you know, the, so what did, what's that uh, that that old motto? Like sunlight is the best disinfectant, right? Yeah. So I think that's what that's the the platform you have is to say, here's what's going on, everybody. They're being very deceptive, and this is true for Republicans just as much as it is true for Democrats. I see deception on both sides of the aisle, and so you gotta you gotta call them out. Now, I will say, I come harder at the Republicans than I do even the Democrats or the left because they campaign and they run based on their principles, which I would say are more in line with biblical truth, not all of the principles, but most of the principles, more so than the Democrat Party. And if you're going to be a steward of that truth and then you come out and you deceive people after they vote for you, that to me really, that's when I get mad. I mean, that those, the steam comes out of my ears at that point. But um, but I think what you're doing is great. You just got to say, hey, this is this is not Republican principled in, in, in its base. And so you, to your, you're, you are a good Republican. I, I've said that for many times, and I know you probably hate hearing that. <laughs> you are a good Republican. You have Republican principles because they're constitutional principles at their core, and you are a lover of the Constitution and, and limited government. And, I, and so even though I know there's a lot of Republicans that hate your guts, uh, I think <laughs> I think you, you are a Republican in, in principle. And so you got to keep bringing the sunlight. Speak the truth, and the truth will set people free. Okay, uh, Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program State House Happening. Should we look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government? One more, a lot of education-related stuff. All right, this guy, Ryan Mishler, do you know him? I, I know who he is. I've never met him, but he's a senator from Mishawaka. Uh, okay, so again, our friends over at Indiana Capital Chronicle. By the way, and I tell Nikki Kelly when she's on our Kendall and Casey show all the time, I love those Indiana Capital Chronicle people because they do all the work for me. They just send me, it's basically, I just, they, I, they do all the stories and I just get to comment on their stories. It's really, uh, think of all the reading and research I would have to do if they didn't do it for me. Dude, you need to like, you need to take them out for like a Ruth Chris well, dinner. So they give you so much content. Their reward is they get to be on, uh, the various fabulous, uh, Kendall and Casey show and think of the gajillions of readers that, uh, we bring them that's every, right. uh, every, every day. Well, they just started, uh, yes. like last year, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's really good is now there are a bevy of new agencies that are covering the state house yep. and the shenanigans that these guys pull and i think that's uh i think that's really good all right um so this guy ryan mishler he is a state senator from mishawaka uh he i'm gonna just read the headline here top indiana senator rebukes voucher school program in new letter and apparently he is ryan mishler is a very powerful uh elected official on the Senate side, and he is very upset about potentially expanding the school voucher program because of what he described 
as disgusting behavior at a private Catholic school in northern Indiana. He says, quote, I would advise families looking at voucher schools to be aware that they are on their own at this point in time. They should strongly consider an alternative to the blemished and blatantly flawed procedures of accountability when choosing a school for their child. Quote, we need to hold the schools to the same level of accountability that they expect from the students and their parents. Well, okay, but why aren't you saying this about the public school, which you're giving half the state budget to, which based on the fact that you guys are going to probably add at least $5 billion to the new budget, is going to be $20-plus billion. That's great on this, but why aren't you being a tough guy on all the stuff we are just talking about on this show? There's a, there's a classic uh, and pretty predictable response that happens all the time in politics. They take the exceptions and turn them into the rule, Yeah. right? So you have one bad apple, and then they say, oh, my gosh, that means everybody has to change because of this one bad apple. So if somebody does something like terrible, like shoots up a mall, right? Oh, we got to get rid of everybody's gun. No, no, you need to go after the lawbreakers. You need to go after the criminals. You need to stop those who have those those intentions before they happen. That's you, But that's that's good policing, and that's, good, uh, that's the good justice system, a strong justice system, which the Democrats are opposed to that as well but in 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 this case with Mishler the uh he's he's taking an exception like this Catholic school and saying well because of this whatever happened at this Catholic school we now have to make sure that vouchers don't happen because I'm sure all the other charter schools are just as bad as this one school and and, and I love this that again according to Capital Chronicle he cites uh alleged mistreatment and bullying of students by a staff member oh my gosh and then Capital Chronicle says Mishler does not name the school outright, but his letter points to the same Mishawak uh, High School where his son is enrolled as a senior. <laughs> so, according to Capital Chronicle, oh, so your he's kid, a, he's your kid goes to the school. Yeah. You're mad that this school did something, which, again, if there was mistreatment and bullying, that's terrible and shouldn't happen. But, hello, would you like to come to a Brownsburg <laughs> school board meeting if you want to see mistreatment and bullying, right, of taxpayers? But I guess screw us, right? Because your kid. <laughs> Is in a bad situation or what? I mean, it's just like come on. I mean, I, that's just that's unbelievable. I I I hope that's not the case, but I fear it probably is. Uh, and and to that point, I mean, this this you know Ryan Mishler, you're doing a great job in calling this out because he needs to be called out. He may be a great senator. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Want to bet? Of, yeah. <laughs> Wanna bet. I don't. I'm not going to assume the worst in people, Rob. But uh, the uh, I I do think that this. Why would you as a Republican, let's just take, you know, Mishler out of this. Why would you as a Republican ever balk at competition? Charter schools are good for the entire education system because it it breeds competition. We know that a free market, according, you know, even go all the way back to our founders, they were studying the works of guys like Adam Smith in his in his uh, in his book, The Wealth of Nations. How na- nations become wealthy? It is the invisible hand of the free market system that does that. Charter schools bring that competition into the public at, into the public arena to create a competitive atmosphere to where public schools have to raise their game if they don't want to lose the money that comes with the the enrollment. And so, why in my mind, why as a Republican would you ever balk at this? We know as Republicans, if you want to fix a problem in society, allow the free market to do it. And this is an aspect of free market competition that we're trying to put in place to the public education system. You know why Democrats don't like it? 
Because they hate competition. Sure. Well, and this is a great example, though. Republicans, they pay lip service and the party platform, this and that. And then it's like, okay, here's your opportunity. Well, you unload on one individual private school and then indoctrinate or indoctrinate it encompass the whole system because your child may have had a bad experience at one individual private school when the reality is we know all this stuff is going on on a daily basis in the public school system and not a peep out of you and in fact you're going to give it 20 billion dollars because you've got the teachers who come down and wear red right the red for ed movement and 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 i'm telling you what the red for ed movement they are they're they're good at what they do i mean they they really i i don't i don't agree with pretty much anything they stand for but they're good at what they do they can get a couple thousand people to come down to the state house because they can take time off from teaching and they're government employees and they come down to the state house they scare teacher or senators and representatives like Brian Mishler into submission because they make a lot of noise in that in that rotunda and they say they say hey you better do what we're demanding or else and but to what I, I I always I'm like guys, you do know that there's seven million people in Indiana, right? Like two thousand isn't really even an accurate sample size. Like like why? Okay, so you, they they were good at organizing a couple thousand people to come down to the state house. That doesn't mean the majority of Hoosiers go along with this. Probably most of the, most of Indiana disagrees with what they're actually doing, and they just have real jobs, and so they can't come down on it. All right, you got ten seconds. Yeah. Uh, where would you like to tell people that they can find you at? Uh, you can go to Micah Beckwith for Indiana on Facebook, uh, Micah for Indiana on Instagram, or you can check out my website, MicahBeckwith.com, and you can get all the updates there. Sign up for my newsletter, and uh, we send out uh, monthly newsletters on what's happening around Indiana in politics. All right, Micah Beckwith, the program, State House Happenings. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Micah Beckwith, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.